When you watch, when you stream, when you scroll, you get a team of journalists vetting each story, asking tough questions, and delivering in-depth information so Alaskans stay informed. That's Alaska's news source. We, the jury, find the defendant Brian Stephen Smith guilty of murder in the first degree as charged in count one. And guilty on all charges, an Anchorage jury hands down its verdict in the case of a man now convicted of killing two Alaska Native women, including one murder caught on camera. All eyes are on the House lawmakers as they're at odds about an education package, and they're set to meet again today to attempt to piece together a compromise. We just never know in a storm like last night. Windy conditions across South Central left a visible impact here in Anchorage. Many people still without power tonight. Well, no windstorm tonight, but we will see cooler temperatures. I'll outline the changes coming up in the forecast. You're watching Alaska's News Source. A sense of justice from the family, one of the Alaska Native women murdered by Brian Smith, hours after a jury found him guilty on 14 counts related to two murders. The jury took less than two hours today to reach that verdict, along with saying Smith tortured one of the women. Our investigative reporter, Rebecca Palsha, joins us now from downtown Anchorage and tells us that will mean at least a 99-year sentence. Rebecca? Mike, this case came to a close just down the road from where we are now in a separate courthouse. And we were told by the family of one of the victims in this case, Veronica Abouchuk. Her sister spoke with us. She told us that this jury brought herself, her sister, and the other victim in this case, Kathleen Henry, peace with that guilty verdict. So Smith was convicted for killing Abouchuk and Kathleen Henry. For three weeks, the jury watched horrific footage of a woman being beaten and strangled to death. There were photos showing two bodies being manipulated and touched sexually. Defense has maintained that the prosecution never linked the women in the videos to the two skeletal remains that were found. They also said that Smith only admitted to killing a Bouchuk because he was interrogated by police for eight hours and was tired. This case gained national attention when videos and pictures of two women moments before death were shown to police and given to police for this trial. And as soon as the verdict was read, we heard a family member whisper, Kathleen and Veronica got justice. We spoke with Veronica's sister. They're at peace now. That's the most important. And for me, her sister, Veronica, Veronica's sister, and Kathleen's family. It's, it's been too long. And today is um, life celebration and spiritual celebration. Because Smith was also found guilty of an aggravating factor that he had physically tortured Kathleen Henry, that means that at the bare minimum, he gets 99 years in prison. And that sentencing, that as of now, is scheduled for July. Rebecca Pulsha, Alaska's News Source. South Central Alaska felt strong wind and snow overnight and into the morning. Right now, many people are still dealing with power outages. MEA has restored uh, power to most of its customers. The outage map showing about 300 people still waiting for their power to come back out of the valley and in the Eagle River area. In Anchorage, thousands are still without power tonight. The Chugach Electric outage map shows a little more than 2,000 customers still waiting for their power to be turned back on. The company told Georgina Fernandez today 33 linemen have been out working today. 
trying to repair the lines and getting the lights turned back on. Those harsh winds blew trees to the ground, even onto one person's house rooftop. The owner said it sounded just like an earthquake, but luckily it doesn't look like there was any damage. This is just some of the debris left around the Anchorage area Thursday morning. After intense winds between 40 to 60 plus miles per hour tore through the city, leaving at a peak point 8,000 Chugach electric customers without power. Throughout the day, crews worked to restore power and respond to public safety issues. There were some pole fires, there were some lines on the ground, so things were very spicy last night, and our guys are very familiar with working with emergency responders. If they call and say, hey, we need you here to cut the power to get this safe, that's where we're going to go first. Safety first, then we work on restoration. The company says it hopes it can restore power as soon as possible, but that might mean it will see crews working overnight. Georgia Fernandez, Alaska News Source. Let's check in now with Jackie Purcell and see if we're going to get a repeat of this. Jackie, is the storm blown past us? Yeah, that windstorm is over, so the atmospheric drama is going to subside, thank goodness. We'll still see some breezes here in the Anchorage area, maybe 10 to 20 miles per hour, but those winds, they have dropped off considerably here into the afternoon. But this is the strongest gust that we saw since midnight, 69 mile per hour gust from the airport, 75 around the hillside areas of Eagle River to 81 miles per hour at Potter Creek. And some of those snowfall amounts, uh, 2.1 inches was the amount at the official location at the airport, but anywhere from three to five inches around town and 10 to 15 noted at uh, the Susitna Valley. Amber Lake, by the way, is south of Petersville, 15 inches of snow there. We're in the midst of a sunset here in Anchorage, just managed to just dip below the horizon. It was 6.02, I believe, for the sunset. So here this hour, we're at 33 degrees with winds out of the south-southwest at 8 miles per hour, no gusts. We did hit 39 for our high temperature today with, as I mentioned, 2.1 inches of snow, and that puts our snowfall total for the season at 113.6. No real amounts of snow are going to hit us in the next couple of days. We'll see some snow showers, but what you'll really be noticing is decreasing clouds and decreasing temperatures. So other than some snow showers on Friday, uh, we're looking pretty good. High temperatures, 31 on Friday, going down to the 20s by Saturday and Sunday, but it looks as though we see some partly sunny skies into the second half of the weekend, Mike. But the drama, I think, for now is over. That's good to hear, Jackie. Thanks. Don't forget the Alaska's Weather Source app makes the up-to-date forecast available right at your fingertips. Download it onto your phone or device to stay connected. Well, tonight it appears we're in a holding pattern with what will happen to the education funding of proposal down at the state capitol after a second failed vote yesterday. Then student funding got nowhere last night. Right now, we had expected lawmakers to be on the House floor discussing this, but as our political reporter Steve Perch tells us uh, we have not seen that happen yet, Steve. Okay, well, Mike, this is just in. The House members are now meeting. They just got back into House chambers and are now discussing their priorities for the day. Just started about maybe five minutes ago. But one of the questions today is going to be, 
Is there gonna be any movement made on the per student funding? That's the funding formula school districts use to build their budgets. Now those money tensions played out last night as the House majority rejected seven amendments that would have increased the BSA. They would have increased the Paris the base student funding formula or BSA anywhere from $680 to $1,890. You may remember the House majority's 300 BSA increase was rejected. House Majority Member Anchorage Representative Tom McKay speaking with urgency and frustration, only talking off camera today as he talked about wanting to see a deal, comparing it to catching a last ride. House Minority Leader Calvin Schrage says anything less than a 680 BSA is a non-starter. Well, I would tell school districts across the state of Alaska to hold out hope. We're working actively to try and find a bipartisan solution to this education issue before the legislature right now. I know that for myself and the minority that I represent, we're going to keep fighting every day to make sure that we get the maximum number of BSA dollars that we can so that we can provide these schools and their students the support they need. Now, remember that House Majority Comprehensive Education package that was rejected contained a lot of the governor's priorities, such as teacher bonuses and charter schools. Now, I did reach out to the governor's office today for comment. At this time, they have no comment. I'll keep watching and give you updates as they happen today at the House Chambers. Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. Well, it's been almost a year now since the Matsu School District removed 56 books from library shelves in the schools and discussions about which titles will return are now taking place at the school board level. Last night, the school board voted in the Matsu to, uh, in favor of permanently banning at least one of the books, the novel It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. The book deals with themes of domestic violence, which the Library Citizens Advisory Committee voted as in violation of a state law pertaining to the distribution of indecent material to minors. The committee unanimously concluded one title meets the elements of criminal obscenity under Alaska law. That title is, It Ends With Us. 18 other books were also involved in the motion put forward by the board's Vice President, Kathy McCollum. Five titles are returned to the school shelves, leaving the district to take action on another 13 titles. You can find the full list of books that were discussed at last night's school board meeting in the Matsu on our website. Still ahead tonight, the Iron Dog teams have left Nome after they got a chance to work on their machines. We'll take you to the trail. One team had a major setback today. Well, all of the Iron Dog teams have left Nome and they're heading for the end of the trail at Big Lake. Here's a live look at the GPS tracking map on the Iron Dogs website. It shows Team 10's Ryan Sotosanti is in the lead right now with Team 6 not far behind. They're expected to reach the finish line on Sunday. A sports director, Jordan Rodenberger, was able to catch up with the racers before the beginning of the second leg of the Iron Dog 2024, and it doesn't get any easier from here. The garage is officially empty as the race to the finish line is officially on, led by Team 39, Cody Barber and Brett Lapham, leaving Nome southbound 8 a.m. Thursday. Three, two, one. The Although thousands of miles are behind them, some say the race begins here. At the halfway restart, Nome, where is Team 39 taking off first? Trying not to let nerves get to us. We're just going to be calm and collective and get down the trail smooth with, uh, without breaking anything. As each team heads south, the next is gearing and gassing up outside the garage. 
was Team 14, Casey Boylan and Brian Leslie, followed by Team 9, Evan Barber and Troy Conlon as the top three. Go. Last minute adjustments missed on wrench day, then it's back on the trail. <laughs> excited. Which is where they belong. Yeah. These towns, you kind of get out of race mode. You're in your city clothes and you're watching TV and then you're kind of all nervous again. As all five rookie teams that entered this year's race made it to Nome, including Team 26, who want the full Iron Dog experience in their first run. We're having a blast and we're so excited. Hopefully the weather is terrible. <laughs> but be careful what you wish for, as if the weather hasn't been bad enough, equipment issues can have your hopes of finishing extinguished in a flash. Team 14 entering White Mountain in second place, where after gassing up and getting ready to chase down the leaders, Boiling Snow Machine caught on fire. And continued to reignite. Come on. Before Iron Dog volunteers and community members were finally able to extinguish it. There were no reports that anyone was hurt. Hi. After just a two-hour layover, they got the machine back in race condition and are on the trail once again. <coughs> Only in the Iron Dog. Expect the unexpected in the world's longest, toughest snow machine race. And as teams leave Nome, so does the Alaska's news source team. But we'll be following the GPS tracker very closely and bringing you updates on any storylines until the big lake finish on Sunday, as it is still anyone's race. Reporting from Nome, Jordan Rodenberger, Alaska's news source. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska News Source app.